Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is host of PS I Love You, XOXO, Greg Miller. Blessing, I want you to know something. I am what they call an orator, right? Like oh. I am a comedic force out there doing things to make the guffaws and the laughs I, and then give you some video the, game information. I don't, know, I don't know if those are the same thing, an auteur and a comedic <laughs> force. I feel like those have nothing to do with each other. Well, I haven't looked up auteur, but I just feel like that's what I'm in with. All right. And I want you to know if money was a bit cleaner, <laughs> I'd love to start a podcast with a whole bunch of change in my mouth. And then oh. open it up, and like, all this change falls out. You know what I mean? Because I think that'd be a I, I funny way to start. I get you a bunch of new money. No, because even then, I don't know what's happening. I'm gonna have that like bloody, like that bloody like, copper taste in my mouth. Okay, so like not if it was a lot cleaner. If it tasted less metal, like, is that what you meant? Well, no, it's just like even it's that thing of we've all had change in our mouth. Period. Yeah, we and like so it. Then, being an adult and knowing how dirty the change is, but here's, you, I feel I like the get taste, new money. I'll the go to taste the bank. and no, the bank doesn't have clean money. The well, taste, no, they have clean and money. I'll get new the money. Taste and the idea of knowing that it's usually a dirty thing. I just yeah. can't do it. Because like, don't, don't say last... things you don't mean. Don't say things well, you don't mean. I'll when get was you the last time you had coins in your mouth? Because for me, it was I was a child, right? Sure. I, oh, I mean, I never said I wasn't a child. You okay. know what I mean? But like, I mean, yeah, energy, probably like a year the energy ago. you're emitting, like Kevin, is making me think that like it was last year. Yeah, that's what I just said. There's a lot of interesting energy in the house today. We've already you know addressed I mean? this, but we weren't on camera yet. But here's the thing, Miller. I can go to the Mint. I think they still have some in California. They don't have them in San Francisco anymore, but I'll, I'll get you sure. brand new money. I'll get you one of those big, uh, you know, before they cut the dollars. Sure. Just oh, big, big money That'd sheet. be cool. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd and be really be cool. Cool. I won't put that in my mouth. That's a no, giant sheet of money. That, that won't fit. Because so, I'm thinking of change. That won't fit. No, I know. I mean, remember back at IGN when you thought I didn't like you when we didn't know each other? Remember that time? Remember when you thought I didn't like you and didn't know you? I was walking back to my desk and I just turned to look at you and you looked at me and I opened my mouth and all this water poured out of it. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things that's ever happened. It was terrifying, Blast. It set the bar for what our relationship would become. Greg Miller, big man. Big man. I'm so confused on the coin thing. Because, so is is the bit just that you have coins in your mouth and you open, yeah. no, open your mouth? People he, wouldn't expect he, that. Why do he make money out of his why mouth? Why does that have to be coins, though? It could be like anything, right? It could be like cereal. Yeah, but then I got to no. pick up cereal. Porty's eating cereal. That's a whole thing. Well, dog that. bits. So, do dog treats. Or, you know, know what I mean? I don't, want dog, I don't want dog food in my mouth. Again. What if I get you some dog food that doesn't taste like dog food? You know what I mean? We're talking Does it taste about like copper? Does it taste like coins? <laughs> Does it taste like coins? It could. It could. I know. Now, I know we're, we're at a great point right now where we can transition into the news and all that shit. But before we do, are you wearing an owl shirt or is this a video game shirt? Because if it's no, just an owl, that's pretty dope. It's, I think it's, it's an eagle, actually. Dope. I don't Holy eagle. shit. You just wear Yeah, no. It's your shirt with an eagle on it. <laughs> did you? I don't know where I got this shirt, shirt, honestly. It appeared in my closet one day and I was like, must be mine because it's God, in my closet. That's awesome. So. Can you step yeah, back man. a little bit? I'd like to see but, a little bit more of it. Yeah, look at this thing. Thing, and that is a full-blown eagle i think it's a hawk if you're an dude. audio listener that's it maybe it is a hawk it's some kind of it might uh, be a hawk it's a raptor I'm it's, a bird, it's a bird of prey it's a bird of prey bird connoisseur it's a bird of prey looking out mm -hmm. and it's coming i i i want to say it's over a mountain range but i think it might just be they put different colors coming down its chest yeah I think probably so. that's why i said it was a hawk that's someone's saying so bald eagle in the chat i think bald eagles have yellow beaks well, yeah, idiot. but I think they've done something to the color here. No, they've no, definitely no, done no. I'm calling color. this kid an idiot. You let me do it. No, no, because it looks like a bald eagle, but yeah, it's just got a, it's, and then it's Lots got like this red tint to eagle. it. 
enough about what my shirt is. Let's talk about Remedy's explanation on Control's next-gen upgrade, uh, Rocksteady's explanation on the accusations against them, and our explanations on those explanations, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every week at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later, or yeah, you can listen later on podcast services <laughs> around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Uh, housekeeping today. Greg, Snowbike Mike, Joey, and Kevin are streaming Fall Guys. That's right. That's a dynamic crew right there. That's happening right uh, today. Kevin, how many crowns do you have? None. <laughs> oh, my God. We're getting none. you your first oh, one today, Kevin. Down. We're I getting you your first one today. It. I sincerely doubt it. It's okay. It's not about that. It's about having fun together. Am I sweating? We're going to get you your first crown, and we're going to ensure yeah, Joey doesn't win. Do we know how many crowns Snowbike Mike has? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure a lot. He strikes me as a guy that has a lot he of does, crowns. Yeah, he definitely has a lot of crowns. Yeah. Do we know how many crowns Joey has? No. None. Yeah, she strikes me as somebody who has. You can't a crown be yet. mean yeah. to Joey when we play video. We're not being mean. That's, that's that's okay, yeah, thing, okay you know no. Full, full, yes, I was joking about being mean to Joey. I will not be mean to Joey because she won't play Everybody, with us anymore. I know. I know. Joey, I'm aware. She'll cut you off. And then I didn't. And then I, I feel like I would have heard if Joey had gotten a crown yet. If you guys get Joey a crown, like she'll be in your debt. It's true. Like, she'll want to play with you guys all the time. I'm just saying. Joey, comma, do you have a small guy crown? Question mark sent. That's on That's Slack all now. Of course, the you know the day starts at nine o'clock, but we'll see when Joey's actually on Slack. You know what I mean? That's so oh yeah, rude. it's not gonna be until so 1.30 p.m. until she responds. Again, that's happening though today on Twitch. She immediately responded. Like I'm watching the show. It looks like a What'd no. It looks like a no. Well, no? she did. She okay. did the. She did the uh, excited emoji face, and then she went to. She corrected it to this one. Yeah, no, it's a no. Oh. She's got, we're. I'm telling. We're getting her one today. We're getting. A lot you of promises being made. Oh, no, I've taken away yours. I've taken oh, okay, away yours. Good. I don't deserve it. You're out there like, you. I'm just Thank here you. for a nice walk. I just like to walk and fall, guys. I'm all about that's walk. you. I'm all about walk. Walk, guys. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, again, that's happening at 2 p.m. Pacific time today. Tomorrow, uh, Friday at 9.45 a.m. Pacific time on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Greg and Tim are, do are doing a, a mini town hall giving you all an update on the Patreon goals from January and how the, how those look like in our new COVID timeline. Because, of course, everything changed, as we all know. And so guess what? It's not good. <laughs> turns out when things change like that, we got to adjust. Oh, yeah. And so, we all that basketball game. No fucking idea. <laughs> not soon. Update next. We can make that work, right? We all wear, wear hazmat suits. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what we're looking for. That's If anything, that's a cooler basketball I already game. have one hazmat suit. I could buy. Bullshit. Put it on right now. Put it one. on right now. It's downstairs. What do you mean? Oh, it's downstairs. Can we go down in the garage? I don't care. I don't know yeah. how far your garage is. The show it's, runs it's itself. Nobody needs. You don't need to do anything. I can, well, I got time enough. codes. I mean, I'll go get it. Uh, right. And yeah, that's happening tomorrow at 9:45 a.m. Pacific time. So tune in for that. Uh, then Saturday, of course, is DC Fandom, and we're treating <laughs> that like Greg Miller's personal E3, <laughs> where Greg and the kind of funny crew on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games reacts all day long to the panels happening for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, uh, WB, WB Montreal's game, the Snyder Cut, and every other DC movie. It all starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so don't miss out. Did you see Thank this new Snyder Cut teaser trailer today? 
I did not. No, I, 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 I got to tell you, fan. Snake, I got to tell you, I'm not. Spider. I, can't even I don't know how. It all together. I don't know how big of a how much I'm in the target audience yeah. for the Snyder Cut. Here, then you, here's honest. what you do. You can just play the meta game of it. All right. Because of course, when we, whenever I talked about the Snyder Cut before it was real, right? You had fucking Tim and Nick out there, like, oh yeah, what exactly what this movie needs to be longer. And I'd be like, no, no, it's Joss put all the stuff in. No, he didn't. And then we'd prove that he did. Like, it still sucks. So, like, just let's see what the narrative is Saturday after we watch this trailer on it, where they want to bag on it mm-hmm. more. But guess what? We want uh, HBO Max. Uh, you know great. what I mean? It's, it's too deep. I, there's no, there's no way I can. Okay, I appreciate it. you going to look for it, Kevin. Don't yeah, worry about it. Please. What, Kick up your feet. Talking about Snyder? It was yeah, Snyder Cut. Hmm. What would you say if I told you I've not seen the Justice League? I'd be proud of you. Trust me, if I hadn't if I didn't have to talk about on camera, I wouldn't have seen it either. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what it is and forever will be the Rope Report. It's time for some news. We have seven Starting with our number one, Greg. Yeah. You remember? You remember last week when Remedy came out and they were like, "Oh yeah, you want the Control Next Gen upgrade? You're gonna have to buy the Ultimate Edition." Now, technically, it wasn't it Five Hundred Five Games that came out and said that their publisher. It was probably Five Hundred Five. Okay, yes. okay, just making sure. Yeah. I do remember this though. Yeah, we're putting on an Ultimate yeah. Edition of Control, and if you want to play, if you want a Next Gen up, if you want to play it on PS Five, that's how you got to get it. And everybody's like, "Wait a yes. second, I own it on the other thing, right? Why can't I do that?" And they're like, "No." And every everybody was very upset about it. Uh, and they came out today with a new blog post titled "Control Ultimate Edition." An explanation. So I'm going to read through the explanation here because they have a lot to say. Right. It's confusing, right? Because they were putting out the Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 4. And then if you bought that one, that was the one that had the free upgrade to PlayStation 5. It's yeah. the same for Xbox, even though they have smart delivery. But it worked out that it doesn't go backwards. And then to try to... I'm sure this will clarify everything and make everybody extremely well, happy. Yeah, so we, have go a, for we, have, we have a blog post on Make Everybody Happy. Uh, in the blog post, they write... Last week, alongside information about the upcoming AWE expansion for Control, we also released information about Control Ultimate Edition, a control package featuring the foundation and in AWE expansions coming to current-gen and next-gen consoles as well as PC. We spent several months exploring all of our launch options for Control Ultimate Edition, and no decision was taken lightly. While it is challenging bringing any game to next-gen platforms, we quickly realized it was even more difficult to upgrade our current user base to next-gen with full parity across platforms with our year-old game. Every avenue we pursued, there was some some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that, that at least one group of players ended up being left out, out of the upgrade for various reasons. As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group uh, out feels unfair. We understand that this is not what you want to hear. Understandably, there are still some questions about what this means for those that already own control on current-gen consoles, and we hope to clear this up. Um, they, they, do, they do like an FAQ format here. And so for the first question here that they add, will I be able to purchase a control-based game on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X without the additional content? Their answer, no. The only, the only version... <laughs> Their answer, no. Next question, please. The only version of Control available on PS5 and Xbox Series X will be the Control Ultimate Ultimate Edition. However, if you have the Control base game, the expansion packs, or the season pass on PS4 or Xbox One in your collection, you'll still be able to play 100% of your game and enjoy enjoy an enhanced experience through backwards compatibility. Next question, does this mean the season pass won't be available to purchase separately on PS5 and Xbox Series X? Their answer, correct. 
All content featured will be available as part of Control Ultimate Edition. The original base game, expansion packs, and season pass will not be sold separately on PS5 or Xbox Series X. Next question. I own the Control base game and season pass. Is this not the same as Control Ultimate Edition? They gave a long answer, and basically the answer is no. And I'm not going to read it all. (laughs) Basically, they just said a lot of words that mean no. But they do add this. Uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Control contain the same content as the current-gen game, though they do take full advantage of the power and features provided by these new consoles. Next question. Is Control backwards compatible with PS5 and Xbox Series X? Their answer? Yes. In conclusion, to bring Control to next-generation consoles in any form, we had to make some, some difficult decisions, and those came in the form of creating the simplified Control Ultimate Edition product plan we have today. Greg. Does that satisfy you? What a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? Like, what's just a clusterfuck of things going on here? And again, you can, I don't know. Obviously, nobody knows what's going on. But them fucking coming in and talking about some form of blocker. What are you talking about? What is the what is what is the some form of blocker that Anakin you're running JMP into right now? He writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's like you can says after reading Remedy's blog post about why purchasing the ultimate edition of control is necessary to get the next gen version of the game, I must admit I'm confused at what is the truth. The whole point of smart delivery on Xbox is to make it easy for devs to upgrade their game to the next gen version. Is Remedy insinuating that PS5 will not allow for free upgrades for PS4 mm, titles mm. to PS5 quality? Or is this just 505 games coming up with a BS reason to try charging twice? Who knows? That's the problem, is that we don't know the answer to this. Where I think that, you know, having read enough uh, PR word salads, right? This Some form of blocker is what I hone in on. And I think it could mean a couple of different things. It could mean that, yes, one of the platforms is being a douchebag about this. As uh, Anakin points out, right? Like smart delivery has been pretty upfront about what that's supposed to be and how that's supposed to work. So it doesn't sound like it would be Xbox. It sounds like it would be PlayStation. And again, we don't really know a lot about how PlayStation's handling cross-gen support and, and free upgrades and all that jazz. We do know they exist, right? Uh, Marvel's Avengers has already infamously said that. Yeah, or not infamously, famously, I guess, because it's a good thing. Has already said, right, that you buy it on PlayStation 4, you'll get it on PlayStation 5 for free. So that is already there. Now, granted, again, we're into the what does that mean? We don't know because we don't have it. Is that going to be something that the save isn't? It's not going to transfer automatically. It's something where my Square Enix account would come into play and I would have to do all that stuff. Is that what they're talking about that would be different here and why wouldn't it work there and so on and so forth? You don't know. So the blocker at the crux of this issue is either saying is is going as far as you can to say something without offending the third or the the console manufacturer who's making it uh, a pain in the ass, or it is you just being like, no, control sold softly, and we want to make more money on it. And so, yes, we want to double, I guess not even double dip, because the DLC would be double dip. We want to triple dip on fans who love this game the most. So we know that you've already spent, you've already bought the base game, you already bought the season pass, you have everything in Control Ultimate Edition, but we want $40 more from you to get the version that will be on PlayStation 5, that will be on Xbox Series X. What is the answer, though? We don't know. And and I think that's where kind of I think that's where this gets messy is that they're saying so much while still not saying enough. Like yeah. okay, like this is the case, and people for the most part are are upset with it. I I came out last week being like I don't 
think this is as big of an issue as we're making it out to be. Agreed. And after after reading this explanation, I'm still somewhat in that place of, well, it's backwards compatible, and so isn't that isn't that the win here? Like, isn't the, the fact that you can still play control on next gen, and they're yeah. saying that it will take take uh, advantage of some boost through the through the backwards compatible exactly. version? Like, if this that's is where the we case, get into it. Yeah, where you get like, it, what, like what is backwards compatible versus a PlayStation Five game? What what yes. what are the differences going to be? And I'm sure Digital Digital Foundry and IGN will have comparisons up and stuff like that, but we don't know. And I think a big part of where they're kind of screwing themselves here is the fact that I think a a big part of where this comes down is that the next gen version of Control is just Control Ultimate Edition. They don't have a base version of Control for next gen. Meaning, yeah, if I have just the base version of Control for current gen. Like there's not really a way for me to to upgrade, right? Like, and yeah. I I think the messy part of this, and the most the most upsetting part of this is if I do have control for current gen and I have all the add-ons and the DLC, I still I still don't get upgraded to the full version. I yeah, still have to buy the ultimate it. edition. I think that is the main point of where the where uh, this becomes upsetting is. And so even there, right, is what we've we were talking about last week when this came up of. Again, I don't know anything about what's going on at Sony or Microsoft behind the scenes working with a developer on how you would do this kind of shit all of my pay grade by quite a bit. But my thought would be that in the in the same way you add post-release content or DLC that you've already bought through the season pass, you should be able to look at somebody's PSN profile and their purchases or their Xbox purchases and see, okay, you've bought the control, you have the base game and you have the DLC. Or I guess you have the DLC because how would you play it without buying the base game? And you should be able to see that and give them, uh, I guess it gets weird with the disc if you had the disc, but whatever. Just for argument's sake, let's say you also see the digital game, which would leave out physical pre-orders but we're out of, or physical gamers were out of it. You see that and you give them the, the Control Ultimate Edition voucher. You know what I mean? Like you give them, you award them that thing. I guess the problem yeah. there would be that your save from Control Based Edition probably isn't going to work with Control Ultimate Edition. But if you're getting your next gen upgrade, isn't that the, the smallest of the problems? If people really wanted, I, long story yeah. short, and to, just take a step back from the actual minutia and see the bigger picture, you're 100 percent right, bless. That I I honestly think that this is something that today there's a million hot takes on Twitter and people be like, oh my god, they fucked up messaging here, yada yada yada. Us included, were we were we really gonna go on PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X day one and boot up Control Ultimate Edition and like go play? Like, no, probably not, right? Like, I'm mm -hmm. trying. I I want to play uh the next expansion here, AWE, but like even that, I'm like, I don't know if I, that's not at the top of my list to get to. I guess arguably, then I could wait for it on PlayStation Five, but I'm there of like, well, if it's backwards compatible, who cares? And I'd want my yeah. save and I'd want my progress, and then it's just people as usual. And I always talk about with season passes from back in the day who are like, this is a dumb decision because this is a dumb decision and it's a really botched PR message. Everybody's commenting on it and making it seem like it's a big deal, but I don't think those people are going to rush out and play this stuff on PlayStation 5 or next gen. Yeah, and I and I think if they came out, or if they didn't come out, right, if they, if they didn't have any sort of upgrade plan at all, if they just released Control Ultimate Edition on next gen without the upgrade path, I don't think people would have much to say, right? I think... I. I we have this expectation that we're gonna have these these upgrade plans because smart delivery is a thing and because like yeah. such an it's such an awesome thing, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily the standard that we get an upgraded version of a game, you know, if we no. have the current current gen thing. And so I think the fact that we're looking at this messaging and the messaging is 
weird. Like the messaging isn't clear, and there there are some problems here. I think that then blows it up and makes us think of the NBA 2K thing, where I think they're yep. the ones that are really flubbing it. Where yeah, like for NBA 2K, if if you want to get the uh, the upgrade path to next gen, yeah, you have to get the special edition. But that's a case of the game is. All those editions are coming out at once, right? It's not like Control, where Control came out last year. We're getting the Ultimate Edition this year, uh, and we're getting the Ultimate Edition for ne- for next gen when next gen comes out. Therefore, if you get the current Ultimate Edition, you will get the next gen Ultimate Edition. For NBA 2K, it is more of a thing of, hey, y'all obviously have the ability to do this across the board, and you're just choosing not to. You are choosing to give right. people reason to buy the uh, whatever premium version of the game you're selling so that you can make more money off this, which feels way more nefarious, I think, than what Control is doing here. The uh, Control thing, it always goes back to this argument of, you know, Control wins IGN Game of the Year, and I still don't think there's enough juice behind that game. I've seen it go by in the comments of people, man, I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. So, like, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick it up on PlayStation 5 or whatever. And, like, again, that's exactly what they're going for. This might, this probably is a coordinate, uh, uh, coordinated effort uh, where they understood we're gonna take our lumps here, guys. We're gonna get yelled at, and, but when the gamers all settle down and they're in there on launch day and they see that they can buy this game for in their, for their fancy new box, they're gonna buy it, and then hopefully we get another you know jump to this uh, game that is great and does deserve as many eyes on it as possible. The thing right now is you have everyone yelling about this, even though I think only a small majority were ever going to play that. But then a lot of the voices that are yelling, not the majority, but a lot of the voices are, in fact, the hardcore fans who do feel ripped off by this, that they bought the game at $60, then they bought the season pass. They've spent far more than the Ultimate Edition would cost them. But now they're locked out of getting to play our, you know, and I'm speaking in very hypotheticals here, but their favorite game of the generation or their favorite, their favorite game of last year or whatever. One of their favorite games that has inspired their cosplay and their, you know, cool collectibles and shit like that. They have to put down another $40 for and they think that's a bridge too far. And it's hard, I think, to have a counter argument for that. And I, and this does definitely doesn't solve it. Like, I think, yeah. Oh, my counter argument would be that you still do get to play the game on next gen through backwards compatibility. And I, sure. I think that's the biggest th- thing, right? Is if we're if we're looking at backwards compatibility and controls next gen edition as different things, then that is a new product. Like that is you I guess what you're what you're buying there with control ultimate edition on next gen is all the advantages that you're getting with that specific edition that aren't just the backwards compatibility things. But if you, if you have control on current gen, you still can play it on next gen. And like, sure. I know I'm coming off as like very corporate apologist here, or like if we have a console for you, it's called the Xbox, Xbox 360 or whatever the comment that Don Magic made, right? <laughs> I feel like that's how I'm coming off as sounding. But like the fact of the matter is I think with these conversations, when it comes to software ownership and uh, keeping our, like keeping our games with us as we move forward, for me, what I've been asking for over the last generation is backwards compatibility because I, th- I think that solves that problem, right? That allows me yeah. to keep my software. That yeah. allows me not to necessarily feel like I have to keep buying a thing over and over and over again. And so with that being an option on next gen, it's kind of difficult for me to look at this and be like, how dare they, right? I am like, how dare they of the messiness of it and how like arbitrary it seems. Like if anything, just put out a base version of control on next gen. Like what? Why is that the disconnect here? Um, but I'm, outside the, of that, like I'm pretty good with this. It's confusing and muddled. And the biggest thing working against them is us not knowing what this is going to look like. The fact that we are yeah. still here with the, the first few games. We have a handful of games that are talking about this. And most are talking in generalities. Here you have 505 and Control and Remedy talking 
in specifics of what you're going to get out of the ultimate edition, but then these blockers being too general. I think again, when we get there and there's a digital foundry piece and guess what? Control backwards compatibility versus control PlayStation five are nearly identical. Who the fuck cares? That's the, it's just, it's just this not knowing. And it's this idea that, well, control next gen will have ray tracing and 3d audio and all this crazy shit. And the menus won't load slowly in the map. And it's like, is it going to have any of those actual enhancements or is it going to be on par with what you're getting on the backwards compatibility version with whatever boost modes it's getting from the backwards compatibility? And you're in this weird spot as 505, right? Of like, you don't want to say that. <laughs> you can't come out, right? And be like, listen, this is all overblown. Like, this is a game of the year edition that'll have everything bundled on the, the next gen software. If you have the other stuff, it's going to look the exact same on back because then you, then everybody who has it's like, oh, well, why would I buy it? Why, you know what I mean? Like, there's this push and pull of how do you do this and how do you uh, net it out? And I think there's just been so little said it's at such a loud volume about this game. And there's still so much runway to you actually having your PlayStation five and Xbox series X to sit down and see these answers that right now it's just everybody, you know, running out of the cornfields here to eat their own tail with little information. Yeah. And I know part of this too, is the fact that <laughs> thank you for not calling me on that, making no sense. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah, going to say, eat like- their tail, but I was like, run. <laughs> Cornfield? What the fuck am I, I talking like, about? Yeah, I was like, well, I've been in the cornfield in a while, so maybe he's maybe he's saying something that makes sense that I, I just was don't so realize. close to cutting in, being like, cornfield running on your own tail. All right. <laughs> you understood what I meant? Eating your own tail, but I just I had yeah. to put in the cornfield. I knew where you were going, reason. and I was like, okay, yeah, cornfields. Uh, you're from <laughs> Illinois, so I was like, okay, yeah, 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 exactly. We understand. We understand. Yeah, I we understand cornfields. Uh. But part of this too, I I think, is the fact that on console control didn't run well. Like on console control, what was sort of a problem, right? Like you would have yeah. the issues of frame rate or the issues of every time you pause or and unpause, the game would stutter for a good yeah, few for, seconds. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm sure some of that stuff still exists there. And does a next gen upgrade then fix those problems? And I think like yeah, if if control on next gen fixes those problems that still exist on current gen, then I think I. I I understand even more so why people would be upset with not being able to, to have that, right? But I think the question comes back to me again of does backwards compatibility fix that? Like what does that what does that look exactly. like? And, and exactly. to what you're saying, like we'll figure all that stuff out. Like that's still yet to be seen. Um but yeah, even still, messaging here, somewhat weird. Clumsy, yeah. It's clumsy. clumsy. Uh, speaking of more weird messaging, though, story number oh, two, God. Rocksteady releases an employee letter defending it from the accusations that we saw. Uh, I can't remember if it was earlier this week or last week, because time again is a, is a flat circle. It was definitely this week. Was it this week? Yeah. This is from uh, Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Some of the women who signed a letter two years ago accusing Rocksteady Games of failing to prevent sexual harassment at the studio have signed another letter defending their employer's response. The studio released the the letter on its Twitter account saying it was unedited, unsolicited, and signed by seven of the eight original signatories of the original letter who still work at Rocksteady. Quote, in the Guardian's article, we feel that the anonymous source or sources attempted to speak on behalf of all women at Rocksteady, and we do not feel that this article is a fair representation of us. The events at the time or since the letter was received, they said. Uh, they go on to contradict the original article's assertion that management virtually ignored the 2018 letter, saying Rocksteady team team leaders had a series of meetings with the women there to address their issues and have since continued continued working to, quote, ensure that we have a voice within our work and within the studio, end quote. They also took issue with their letter uh, being made public at all, saying that the signatories had collectively requested it be kept private, um, uh, be kept a private matter years ago, quote, 
This has left us feeling uh, this has left us feeling that we have been violated by the source or sources as it was kept private for personal reasons to all involved, not due to industry secrecy, they said. They concluded the letter affirming their support for minority developers in the industry to speak up to create safe work environments and to have the studios take their concerns seriously. The 2018 letter was signed by 10 out of the 16 women who worked at, Rex, at uh, Rocksteady at the time and took issue with a variety of unacceptable behavior allegedly tolerated at the studio, including sexual harassment, slurs about transgendered people, and talking about women in derogatory or sexual ways. Uh, and of course, this is coming off of the story. I think it was Tuesday because I think it was me and everyone talking about it. Of yeah, like the le- the the letter came out. the The way the Guardian article uh, essentially the w- the way they framed it was okay. Yeah, like Rocksteady dealt with this thing two years ago, but they've not necessarily taken the steps to fix it. And it seems that yeah, like yesterday on Twitter, Rocksteady tweeted out this uh, this updated letter, which I feel like was kind of weird coming from t- directly from the publisher. Or from the yeah. studio, right? Them tweeting it and, and yeah. that being a whole thing. Did you follow all this as it was happening? Yeah, no, I read the news story and then I saw this story. Or I read the original news story. Or maybe I just heard it on Games Day with you and Nimrod. Hmm. Uh, and then obviously I saw this one this morning and I had seen a little bit of it last night. The whole, yeah, the whole thing's weird. And for Rocksteady, yeah, to tweet about it, like you're saying, is an interesting choice that I don't think I would have made, right? Where it is that, so many people who follow Rocksteady have no fucking idea what this is. And so like to call more attention to it, right? Where you're Streisand affecting it in a way where you're this thing that's happening that is obviously something that needs to be addressed. Obviously, this is something to be discussed. Obviously, uh, emotions are going to run high in terms of if you see this article and you're at the studio and don't think that's how it, it actually is there. How do you counteract that? Do you know this letter that's being published? Um, the second letter, I should say. It's it's a giant emotional mess, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's so much tied up in it, and it is that thing of I don't under I don't know if I have the answer on how a faceless company that makes a video game and you loved our Batman game and are you excited about uh, Suicide Squad and also hey here's a letter from uh, <laughs> here's a letter from our female friends saying we're not horrible people it's like what like that's a that's a whiplash yeah. on the Twitter feed that, in terms of why you would do it that way that's where it, get, it gets weird to me right is the like I, I, I think in terms of the second letter I feel everything they're saying there right as, as far as hey we came out and we we did a thing in 2018 and we took we we as the women at the studio right wanted to to hold up a mirror to the studio and be like hey this is what y'all doing y'all yeah. are doing and it is wrong and we want this place to be better to come out like two years later and see that or, and to be in a place where it's like all right all right things have gotten better but then to see your letter posted and and be like yeah. and, and be taken each and every way like i definitely understand how that could be like upsetting to you right sure. because like from from the the way the guardian reported it it very much seemed like oh yeah these are these, these are issues that are very much still going on and for all yeah. intents and purposes like they could be still going on in, in some certain ways right like none of us work at rock steady so exactly. we, we really don't know um but i understand the idea of working there and being like oh what the fuck man like we didn't want we, we didn't want things to go down this way this is supposed to be kept a private matter this is supposed to be between us and our employer and now it's between us our employer and the community and the world um but especially the, yeah, you figure on the heels or i shouldn't even say the heels on the doorstep of this mm-hmm. huge announcement right which mm-hmm. uh, is and i this is we're playing not fast and loose here but i know that i'm we're very much in 
a, a box where our words can be taken out of context, right? Where if I'm trying to put my head right in this, the heads of the mindset of the people who wrote this second letter being like, listen, no, it's gotten better. This isn't this thing. It is, I can understand it being one way of, hey, we're, we've been working our asses off on this game and now we're going to put it out. And no matter what, you know, like the comments in the Twitch chat, there's going to be shit about this. Uh, the IGN article will probably have to reference this at some point. I, you know, Rock City was also in hot water this week with this, that, and the other, let alone now with this. Like, then there's the other side of the coin of, is this letter forced by Rocksteady? Like, you know what I mean? Like where like they're putting these women who signed this letter saying, hey, things have gotten better since 2018. Are they, is it that thing where you're putting them under a microscope? Like, hey, can you please sign this? Hey, we wrote this thing. You wrote this thing. Like, it's just a giant yeah. fucking and conundrum that, in terms of what you me, do when your public persona is being dr drugged through the mud. That to me is where the Rocksteady tweet gets weird because the Rocksteady tweet does read like, oh, like, you know, we were working on our response, but as we're doing that, like, look yeah. at what our women employees had to say and they turn off replies and, and do awesome on Twitter. And it's like in in that framed context of how they put it out, it feels weird. But like if you skirting that aside, right, skirting aside the presentation of it, like I I, I feel where the letter is coming from uh, 100%. that said. And so, yeah, all with all that context given, like it it is a weird situation and if Rocksteady is has been doing better than like good on them, and exactly. I'd like to consider, I'd like I'd like to continue to hear and see that from them. Um, but yeah, man, what a what a kind of a messy situation. This totally, whole and that's what these things are, and that's what's so hard about us as gamers loving games, loving what a developer does or, or a company, right? And then you hear these stories, and there is that ah, oh, that fucking sucks. And what do you do with that information? And so. I'm right there with you, Blessing, of like, first off, how messy this is, how clusterfuck this is, how obviously everyone, regardless of race, gender, creed, sex, any uh, any and all of the above and any uh, disability, anything you want to expand it to, should feel comfortable going to work and not feeling like they're, you know, being put into a hostile work environment or toxic work yeah. environment. Like, that's at the top of the line. But then how do you, as an audience member, deal with that? And what do you want to do with that? And is it just that we do this and then you acknowledge that they they seem like they're doing better and like clearly this won't be the end of it right because now there'll be another article <laughs> where the person who leaked the letter from 2018 is going to have to respond to somebody and be like well no i don't think it's better at all i don't know what's going on yeah it's just like, i oh. mean it's, it's very reminiscent of uh, there have been other situations we've seen of like uh, uh sources coming out of like naughty dog talking about the crunch there right and like there are, there have always been conflict whenever this stuff happens i feel like there are always those those conflicting views of people people coming out and being like yeah man i hated it so much that i wish the game failed and then other employees employees being like no i worked very hard on this like i would never want this thing to fail i want people to totally. see my work right and yeah. i think this could very well be a case of yeah like a couple of people who are working at rocksteady like still feel still feel this way still and feel that's, like and that's the other thing better. about it right you're talking yeah. about where it's like you know, in 2018, letter was signed by 10 of 16 women who worked at Rocksteady at the time. So why did the other six not sign it? I'm not at all trying to mm. victim blame or anything like that. I'm saying, like, clearly we're all human beings and we can all see the same thing and be in the same situation. And I mean, the people who signed the new letter in 2020 saying things have gotten better since 2008 or yeah, 2018 could yeah. also it could also be met by a, another six to nine women or whatever who are also like, no, it hasn't gotten better. Like, I'm still in these meetings and people are... Uh, you know, sexualizing characters and uh, being mm -hmm. horrible and saying stupid comments they think are funny and are not that are painful. Like, this is the thing about this, why we all feel God and have empathy for each other. Exactly.
Story number three, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has officially been confirmed. This Hasn't Matt this game Kim. been confirmed like 19 times? It's been leaked like a billion times, and this is the actual confirmation of the name. This is from Matt Kim at IGN. The next Call of Duty game is officially titled Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. As previously reported, the setting for the next Call of Duty will take place during the 20th century geopolitical conflict between the United States and the USSR. Call of Duty posted an unlisted trailer that's short of gameplay, but shows real video footage from the Cold War era of history. All the while using a voiceover from KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov as he explains the tools of fighting a Cold War. The trailer ends with the title reveal for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is being developed by both Treyarch and Raven. It was previously reported that this year's Call of Duty game would be set during the Cold War. And like I, I think we've known this name, this name of the game since like I want to say February, but it's our official conf- uh, confirmation. Greg, are you excited mm-hmm. for Black Ops Cold War? Uh no. Are you? Sure. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> is that like, thing I where mean, I, I've Ops done this? Is like my preferred Call of Duty, and so every time, every Call of Duty that comes up, it's like, oh, we're doing this cool story. We're putting all this emphasis on this. We're doing. I'm like, oh man, this sounds like the single player campaign that'll get me. And I always start it, and I'm like, it's just, it's a shooter, and I just can't. I just don't. It just doesn't vibe with me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's the gameplay genre. I just struggle so much to get into. Have you have you not enjoyed any of the Call of Duty campaigns over the last gen? <sighs> no, not really. I mean, I, I not in you say enjoyed. Like I've never, oh God, this year have I this generation have I finished one? I don't think so. Like I started Modern Warfare and I was like, ah, oh, it's really pretty and stuff. But it's just like I just don't have that fantasy of the troop of I'm this grounded soldier. This is what we're doing. Like it just that's never been what I want to do in a video game. And not because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess that's a bigger question. But like it's just it's just not my thing to do. Whereas like Borderlands is crazy and guns and there's all this colorful stuff happening and I'm looter shootering it up. Whereas, like, yeah, for Call of Duty, like, when it was, like, you know, uh, Infinite Warfare, right? Was that the one with Troy when Kevin Spacey was in it before we knew he was a dirtbag? When, you know, last year with Modern Warfare, like, mm-hmm. there's all these... Brandon Routh, I think, was in Ghost, right? Like, it, Ghosts. It was, like, all these things that should make me care about Call of Duty. And every time I've just tried, I've never... It just doesn't work. Even uh, mm-hmm. Modern Warfare, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or kind of two, whichever one had you get killed. And then, you know, there was the nuke and all that shit, like... Even that when I finished, but I was like, I don't know, it's just, just, mm-hmm. just shooting. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a similar place with Call of Duty campaigns. I've never really been able to get into all the ones I've tried. I'm mainly playing for the multiplayer, um, and with Black Ops, like I that is that is kind of where I uh, I was gonna say I shine. I'm not great at Call of Duty, but that is what I enjoy. <laughs> that's, my, that's my jam. <laughs> that's my jam, and so I'm looking forward to whatever Black Ops Cold War is. Uh, story number four. EA Access is becoming EA Play. This is Alyssa Mercante at GamesRadar. The subscription services EA, EA Access and, and Origin Access Basic are now known as EA Play, with Origin Access Premier called EA Play Pro, according to a press release from the company. EA Play will also launch on Steam PC on August 31st, adding a fourth platform to the service. The services are also getting a fresh new look, although subscribers will still enjoy the same benefits, including trials of new EA games and 10% off all digital purchases. According to the press release, there are more benefits to, uh, to joining the newly branded EA Play that will arrive in the coming months, including exclusive in-game challenges and monthly reward drops for members, for members playing select titles. These perks include Madden 21 players uh, getting to start their season early on August 21st and enjoy EA Play Challenges, a launch day pack for Madden Ultimate Team, three gold team fantasy packs and a month, or three gold team fantasy packs a month and more. 
FIFA 21 players will get early access to the trial starting October 1st, including pre-launch challenges that will unlock bonuses and additional benefits. And then Star Wars Squadrons players will get uh, will get in-game perks with vanity items like bonus helmets and paint jobs, which we're going to return to uh, in a second because that's interesting. EA Play and EA Play Pro members will also get to try out selected new new release new release games for up to 10 hours with the save progress transferring to a purchase of the full game. An EA Play membership is $4.99 a month, while EA Play Pro membership is $14.99 a month or $99.99 a year. Greg, the reason why I say that Star Wars Squadrons thing is interesting because I believe they mentioned before with that game that it will not have microtransactions. And technically, this is not a microtransaction. Exactly. But or shove it up your face. But it is it is like exclusive vanity items and and paint jobs with EA Play. Does that how does that strike you? Because I read that and I was like, huh, that seems like a weird workaround for for what you guys said before. Uh, it doesn't strike me as odd at all. I think it's the you know they want you to come use EA Play, they want you to be there or whatever. I get that part of it. Um, I yeah, it's interesting. I think it didn't even register on my radar in terms of like oh man vanity items and microtransactions and this is something to pay attention to that way like it's interesting it's got mm-hmm. you though i mean it does yeah. open the door of is this going to be like you know avengers where i can go buy stride gum or something <laughs> get new star wars squadrons uh content or something like that like are there going to be other in-game perks and stuff tied to other id other uh you know services or partnerships or whatever i think even that like Again, microtransactions, people got all bent out of shape about, understandably so, in Battlefront, right? Because it was actually, like, so egregious. And there was so much going on. And you couldn't get the stuff for free. I think tossing stuff in as a vanity item that's a perk or something. There's going to be vanity items in this game you have to earn, right? Yeah, so, like... Probably, yeah. Doesn't catch me off guard. But I understand what you're saying. This isn't something where I'm, like... I don't think it's the end end of the world by any means. But it's one of those things where I'm, like, hmm, that seems like a... One an interesting workaround for not having microtransactions in the game, sure. right? Pointing sure. pointing folks to EA Play as the way to play the game, um, but then also, yeah, like it is there a slippery slope there where we do see it see um, an Avengers situation where it is, oh yeah, by the way, if you if you're a Verizon customer, like you yeah. get to play as Lando Cal- Calrissian or whatever, right? <laughs> or like if you if you That's I don't a know Spider Man situation, right? Yeah, or if if you're a um, Sprint customer, like. You get to play as Iron Man in your in your Star Wars game. I don't know, um, but I, don't know, I just that just strikes me as interesting. Okay, all out. You're allowed to be interested about it. Story number five: Vampire: The Masquerade's Bloodline Two fires the lead writer and director. This is from Owen Good at Polygon. Uh, the publisher and developer of Vamp- Vampire: The Masquerade: Bloodlines Two have fired the game's creative director and lead writer, and it doesn't sound like it was an amicable oh, departure. Paradox Interactive and Hardsuit Labs announced the dismissals in a blog post on Wednesday saying that Brian Matsoda, who, who was also lead writer of the original 2004 game, and director Kai Clooney, quote, are no longer part of the team at Hardsuit Labs. This was a joint decision made by the leadership of Hardsuit Labs and Paradox Interactive, the statement said. Matsoda, in a statement said to Rock, Paper, Shotgun, call, called, the, called the changes an unpleasant surprise, quote, to say that this came as a shock to me is underselling it. I'm incredibly disappointed and frustrated to say that this is where it ends for me on the project. I was not part of the conversations that led to the decision to delay the, pro- the, the production. To my knowledge, there were no delays caused by, by the Bloodlines 2 narrative development, end quote. Heartsuit Labs announced on August 11th that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 was delayed into 2021. The studio said it needed more time to complete a stable and polished 
product. Greg, yep. what is your take on this? Oof, man. That's a that's a troublesome one. What it was last week that they delayed this game that they were like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not gonna hit in 2020 at all. And they fucked up my fantasy league. And now yeah. to get this here and the lead writer and director, that's not good. And I like how, yeah, the article points out, right, that it uh it doesn't sound like it was an amicable part departure. Yeah. That I mean, not sucks. at all from that quote. <laughs> that sucks, man. And you wonder what that actually means and where that game's actually gonna shake out now. Like what, you know what I mean? What is the delay? Like, obviously, there were no delays caused, or you know, not obviously, but to my knowledge, there were no delays caused by Bloodline 2's narrative development. Yeah. I wonder if that I wonder what is going on under the hood with that one. Yeah, and that's one that that remains in mystery. I'm curious to see if we ever get more out of that. I'm not necessarily confident that we'll we'll hear more unless Jason Schreier is on the case, but sure. I wonder what ran, what went wrong there. Yeah, and it'll be. I wonder how it'll net out, and what how if this is just the first of the or if this you know I don't actually say the first, but if because I don't know if there's been others, but if this is for argument's sake the first mm-hmm. of many delays, if this game you know is now going to be is going to hit 2021, how much are they redoing? What do they need to catch up on? Where is it, where where is it off track? We shall see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple more quick hits for you. Uh, story number six. Could Demon Souls be coming sooner than we think? This is Liam Croft at Push Square. It's no longer just Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales that can boast uh, that can boast of a Korean rating as far as an upcoming PS5 game goes. The Demon Soul Demon Souls remake joins the club as spotted by Kamatsu, and what's more, it has also been rated in rated for release in Japan. Of course, these games were always going to launch in those territories on PS5, but it's the timing of it all which immediately becomes the talking point. The web-slinging spinoff is already confirmed for release later this year, but could the new take on From Software's original epic be, be also be a launch title? Greg, do mm-hmm. you think Demon's Souls could be a launch title or a launch window game? Oh man, me, launch me window. Imran were having this conversation, I think, uh, two days ago, where yeah. he seemed more confident in it than I was. I was convinced Demon Souls we wouldn't see that until maybe next year or after. Um, but with it being rated, who knows? Yeah, that's the thing, right? I definitely think it's possible. I definitely think launch window is, I don't want to say probable, but possible for sure that they could do this. It's just more that thing of when do you announce that like and i guess is it one of those that they were just trying to cross the finish line and they didn't want to overcommit when they were talking about it at that uh first playstation you know where they did a uh, miles morales and everything else that first playstation 5 event where do you actually want to say that date and i guess you know hopefully playstation's got something else up their sleeve in terms of a state of play or uh, opening night live here in a couple weeks or next week actually geez uh yeah. one week from today actually geez uh yeah i i don't want to get too excited for it because i think that'd be a, a great thing for the launch lineup but it does seem like it could happen you know what's weird? Again, why every, are you rank, rating it so early if it's not? Every time we mention opening night live, I still imagine it with like a stage and a huge sure. crowd oh, yeah. in front of it. Oh yeah, like totally, I, yeah. I, 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 it's not registered to me that that is going to be some sort of stream event. I still do it for us. I still think to this day, and the, the night when I'm going to bed, and I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'm doing. Oh, I'm getting to interview, uh, you know, Troy and uh, uh, Sandra. I, I picture it at the desk, and I'm like, oh wait, no, it's gonna be me and my me sweating through my fucking t-shirt sitting here in the windows. Yeah, I I still am not convinced that Demon Souls is going to be launched. If it is, that's going to be great, and that's going to be off the chain. But my my point to it would be, is it needed? Like, do you need that game at launch when you have Miles Morales and you have third parties and all these other things? And and uh, Xbox doesn't necessarily even have Halo Infinite at launch. Like, with that sure. being the case, how much do you? I need mean, if you want to go for the launch? jugular, right? Like, if you want to go and like have that whole, and they they probably don't. They don't. Want <laughs> I always want to have this big statement from anybody who's doing something. They're more like, no, we, we want to sell this freaking system. So Spider Man yeah. can do it on his own. But 
especially but like when you can space that stuff out right and like uh-huh. I, I guess what it comes back to is what is launch window because i could see miles morales coming out with the system at launch demon souls being let's say a february march game and then you know ratchet and horizon coming out like in drips throughout the year right let's say ratchet in summer horizon and fall like that could be a great spread of releases right there as opposed sure. to having demon souls and uh have everything on top of each other yeah. at launch yeah and have everything on top of each other and then have these spaces where we're maybe not getting first party games but then it is that argument of like and i don't get me wrong obviously spider-man sold so incredibly well on playstation 4 and there's the souls fan base but what is the venn diagram between people who love souls gameplay and love spider-man like and, and not to mention that what if Sp- and spider-man is more of the uncharted lost legacy uh, length which again totally fine with and i will pay for and i think that's great a lot of people use that as a negative right it's one of the reasons gary's like man it's not a real game like all right well it's, it's a real game like you know but it's like mm-hmm. it has that stigma of not being the full-blown experience even though it is its own full-blown experience yeah and I can see that. Like, I, I can see the Venn diagram not being that big, but I still think that's where you, that's where other games like Shut the Far Shore and Bugs sure. Max and like your Assassin's Creed and like all the other third, third party stuff that is coming toward launch uh, comes in to fill those gaps. I feel like it's PlayStation, thir- PlayStation first party. Uh, you still want to have like each game kind of have its own moment and ripple. And maybe, course, maybe launch could be that, that, that moment. Um, but we shall see. Our last news story for the day, uh, story number seven, Take-Two acquires mobile developer PlayDots wow. with Sam Desitoff at GameDaily.biz. AAA publisher Take-Two Interactive, so- Interactive Software is expanding its footprint in the casual mobile gaming market uh, by, way of new, by, the way, by way of a new studio acquisition. The company has announced today that it will buy Two Dots developer PlayDots for $192 million in cash and stock deal. Quote, our acquisition of PlayDots will diversify and strengthen Take-Two's mobile game offerings, particularly within the casual free-to-play segment, Michael Wars, executive vi- vice president at Take-Two, said in a statement. As a publisher of uh, perennial revenue generators, NBA 2K, and Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, Take-Two's interest in the mobile segment might seem out of place. However, mobile is far and away the most lucrative sector of gaming. In June, analyst provider Nuzu estimated that the games market will generate $159 billion in 2020, with mobile accounting for nearly half of all revenue. And so, Greg, does the, does the acquisition of PlayDots, does that surprise you whatsoever from Take-Two? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm usually following their uh, mobile developer pickups that closely or anything. No, it's I mean it's them diversifying, right? And I think that yeah. is interesting. I, I you know don't I, you're always looking for what's going to happen in the mobile marketplace if that's ever going to move forward from being more of a distraction to being more of a quote unquote real game you know what I mean service kind of thing. I think Apple Arcade and the money they've thrown behind it for games like Grindstone uh, really prove that there's talented developers who will come and work on that with the right money so if 2k or take two is willing to pick up people like that and give them the leeway to do that right the same things you're seeing with them and their uh smaller label uh, private division right the fact that they're out there picking up smaller third-party developers letting them have a budget and letting them make something cool that's great will that actually net out here will we ever talk about a uh, game from these folks you know play dots in the future who knows but it's interesting to see people throwing their money around i guess and picking people up yeah, like that that last paragraph there I think kind of explains it all of the fact that yeah, like mobile games are still a huge money generator, right? Nearly yeah. half of all revenue for video games. And Take-Two as a company, of course, like they're all about making money like any other company is, but like Take-Two, they are GT Online, they are NBA 2K, like they are like they they kind of know what they're doing as far as hey, how do we how do we make our big money makers? Like we're like how do we how do we how do we set up the next big thing that is going to just 
uh, generate revenue for us. And I think mobile makes sense for what that company is and where they can go with it. And so sure. kudos. They're definitely cool trying stuff. to make money at Take-Two. Greg, usually this is where I... This is where I transition and be like, oh, man, I'm excited to see what the new uh, PlayZoo game is. But that is probably <laughs> so far away. If, uh, but before I make that transition, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. I've been using DoorDash during this whole uh, work-from-home time, and let me tell you, man, DoorDash has been such a lifesaver. Uh, it is very convenient. It allows me to get my food uh, while you know doing other things. I can play video games. I can take a nap. I can do all my other activities while somebody out in the world somewhere is preparing and delivering to me my food. It is the best feeling ever when I can just open my door and it's sitting right there. And I don't even need to talk to anybody. That's the best part. Is that like it's it's it like it's just it just magically appears, right? I still tip a person, of course. Like that, they're still getting my money, but the food is right there for me. No face-to-face. It's great. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Greg, hey, I'm really excited to see what my lunch DoorDash order ends up being, but lunchtime is so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today where'd i look you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday interrupt you to interrupt yes. you what up i feel like you should just order a popeye's chicken sandwich I see the chat popping mm-hmm. off here. There's a hashtag going, hashtag give bless a Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's what you should the order pro- from they, DoorDash. They problem with that. Area. Sorry. Yeah, that's the problem is that there's not, a, there's not a Popeye's in my vicinity to get door. To, I, w- I would have DoorDashed Popeye's by now. I know this has been a, vi- a, a very big conversation Blast. Blast. Apparently. on Games Daily today. Because I've been, I've been, I've been um, uh, evangelizing the Jollibee chicken sandwich, which yes, still remains as the best, the, the best chicken sandwich I've ever eaten. And I say that without trying the Popeye's chicken sandwich, which I know was a hit last year and continues to be so. And so, like, I don't know, maybe I'll make maybe I'll make a journey into proper wow. San Francisco. Don't do it alone. Well, you don't have to go to San Francisco again. It, it's right by ceremony, right by ceremony. There's Popeye's. We can go together today. Let me see when we finish. 11. Well, you want to go at one? I'm busy today. No, I got a thing. I got a thing to do this afternoon. I'm going to be on Rooster Teeth. Oh, I think. God. Here we go. Maybe. At one forty-five. I'm. We're clear. We'll, we'll clear that. Are you gonna get me home on time? Like, let's, Bro, let's be honest. I'm gonna get here, you Kevin. home. On time. We go to thing. me and Here's you go on a journey to Popeyes. We're gonna be gone for. A I get bit. people home on time. It's, <laughs> it's a close call. You know what I mean? Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna be gone the whole day. <laughs> I'll get Popeyes at some point. I need. Yeah, I'm gonna do a Popeyes review on this show. We're gonna make it a segment. I promise you. I don't know when, but at some point, I'm gonna get Popeyes and I'm gonna do the comparison. Mark my words. Out today, we got Gleamlight for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. 
Orgatale for PC, Battletoads for Xbox One and PC. Hey. Which I've seen good things. Uh, I've seen people say good things about it, and so excited about that one. I'm, I'm on Knight- Polygon right now, and the headline is Battletoads is an overcomplicated, obnoxious sequel. <laughs> 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 I, I think IGN gave it like an eight. I think. Okay. And okay. So- Imran, Imran had, hey, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Take last night. Yeah, and I know Tim was saying that it, uh, when he did the preview, he oh, was yeah, like, he hated terrible. It. I was there for that. I have, I have no idea what to expect when I boot that game up, but now I'm excited to see uh, what people are so conflicted about. Uh, Griffin Knight Epic Definitive Edition is out today for Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Peaky Blinders is out for PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Switch, and PC. Fuzzball is out today for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Train Sim World 2 for PS4, Xbox One, PC. RPG Maker MZ for PC and Mac. Retro Tanks for Switch. Phonetopia for Switch. Bunny Adventure for Switch. Chinese Parents for Switch. Digirati Presents The Dungeon Crawl for Switch. Kids Farm Coloring for Switch. Quite On. Azuma Manor Story for Switch. Ellipsis for Switch. Pandora Chains of Chaos for PC, Eternal Hope for PC, Half Fly 3 for PC. Let me say that again. Half Fly 3. Don't get that twisted. You see what uh, they're trying to do there. You see what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, you, you see exactly what they're trying to do there. Clever. Uh, Mystic Midway Rest in Pieces for PC, Scheming Through the Zombie Apocalypse for PC, uh, Supernatural Duels for PC, Endless Escape for PC, and then 3 out of 10, Episode 3 is out today uh, for free on Epic Game Store. New days for you. Hitman 3 will launch exclusively on the Epic Game Store for PC when it releases in January 2021. Uh, and then coming off of that, a deal of the day alert. Additionally, from August 27th through September 3rd, Hitman 2016, as Hitman 1, will be completely free for players to download and keep on the Epic Game Store. Again, that's happening August 27th through September 3rd. Uh, more for new dates. Circadian City enters Steam Early Access on September 24th. The Suicide of Rachel Foster hits PS4 and Xbox One. On A lot of interesting games coming out today, let me say. Yeah. Or getting dates, I guess. Uh, that is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One on August 26th. And then Let's Sing 2021 uh, brings karaoke anthems to PS4, Switch, and Xbox One on November 13th. Uh, and then another deal of the day for you. Enter the Gungeon and, and God's Trigger are available uh, right now for free on Epic Game Store. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash games to get your questions read on the show, just like... Ooh, I got two different ones I can, I can tackle right now. And we only have time for one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Decisions. Greg, do you want to talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, or do you want to talk about Xbox Game Studios? Xbox Game Studios. Benjamin Barry writes in, and says, hey, Blessing and Greg, with Flight Simulator and Battletoads out this week and IGN giving giving them a 10 and an 8, it got me thinking about this year and Xbox Game Studios output. Has it been a sneaky great year for Xbox Game Studios? Going through IGN scores for the games they published or developed, uh, Ori got a 9 out of 10, Bleeding Edge got a 7 out of 10, Gears Tactics got an 8 out of 10, Minecraft Dungeons got a 7 out of 10, Grounded got a 6 out of 10, Flight Simulator got a 10 out of 10, and then Battletoads got an 8 out of 10. Still to come in the next four weeks are Tell Me Why, Wasteland 3, uh, and the Outer Worlds DLC, plus whatever they're able to get in for Series X around the holidays. It really would have been icing on the cake if Halo Infinite hadn't been delayed, but still, I think this this has been a pretty great year for Xbox Game Studios. If they can produce this type of year regularly, plus add in two to three AAA games from their bigger studios, they'll be in a great position 
uh, great position content-wise and really be able to, to deliver on the goal of having a constant flow of new quality stuff to play on Game Pass almost every month. So, Greg, has it been a sneaky great year for Xbox Game Studios? First off, is Flight Simulator out for Xbox or just PC? Just PC, but it's from okay, Xbox Game sure. Studios, technically, I think. No, 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 you're right. No, I need, mm-hmm. I need to be on the record that I'm super excited for Xbox, uh, or I'm sorry, for Flight Sim on Xbox. And so mm-hmm. I then Googled it, and it actually looks kind of, like, kind of questionable for a second. I was like, yeah. holy shit, did I fucking miss this? Did I misread this? Don't. I'm not trying to get it out of the conversation at all. Um, sneaky great. It's been sneaky solid. I think they've, as usual, they've had a really solid lineup of games here that I think speak to very specific audiences. Just they don't necessarily speak on that giant AAA level, right? Where it's like you look through this, and yeah, Ori is amazing if you love platformers. Bleeding Edge, I don't, I don't think is part of the conversation. Uh, Gears Tactics is down if you're like if you like that. I liked Minecraft Dungeons a lot, but again, that grind that I think is higher than a six. Also, it's an early access and doesn't deserve a review yet. IMO. Uh, Flight Simulator gets a 10 out of 10. Yeah, who, who can fucking wait? And then Battletoads, as we talked about, is questionable, but at least for this ar- argument from IGN scores, 8 out of 10. Fuck, really? IGN did not... Like, Grounded's not like... Is this IGN pulling that review in progress and giving it a thing? And if I did it right now, that's what it would be? Early, yeah, IG, Grounded Early Access Review. Mm, why are you reviewing Early Access? I, don't know. I guess you have to. I don't know. I digress. Does, um, yeah, do they have to, though? Do they have to? It's out and you want to play it, but it's that... It is that I weird guess you thing have to of, pay for it, right? Yeah, play, yeah, well, well, Game Pass, right? Yeah, you could get on Game Pass, but if you didn't have Game Pass, it would be like a. I'm paying and I guess then you're the argument of like, how do you review Fortnite and stuff? These are the same arguments we we're having at IGN. Like Fortnite here, was so out I, for two years. I, I guess I don't. It feels weird to have an early access version of Grounded that we know is, hey, here's like three single player missions and a little bit more, and we'll add and blah blah blah. It seems weird to have that. They keep everything they're doing here calls out early access, though, for the record. So it's a little okay. bit different than I think that Avengers beta review they put up. That we're like, what? Um, so no, so I think it's a solid year. It's just one of those things where, out of these, are any of these AAA? Do any of these speak to the masses? Do any of these like really turn your uh, opinion around about Xbox? I would argue no. I think this is similar to the state of the KC of Thieves stuff. Where I fucking, you know, I love State of Decay. And granted, I had my problems with two because it was too, too similar to one. But if you had never played one, great, go into it. But again, like, I don't think that's a system seller. That's where you start talking about it. If you're an Xbox fan, I think it's been a great year for you in terms of if you're a Snowbike Mike, if you're living and dying the uh, Xbox ecosystem and you have Game Pass, fuck yeah, dude. Like, what a gut fucking year. And you have all you have all of this to choose from, let alone this plethora of other games on Game Pass, let alone them teaming up for that demo event they did that was awesome, let alone them continue to support indies and bring them to the platform day and date uh, on Game Pass. Like, if you want to go that way, then yes, it's been a great year for Xbox. Xbox is, has had another fucking great year of, so far even, as you point out, there's mm-hmm. more coming up. Because tell me why is the next time I'm like, let's go day and date, let's you know, go. let's jump right in there, episode one, let's go. Uh I think they've had another great year, but they just haven't had a home run year. This is a great, what, double or triple year. You know what I mean? You need a home run here. I'm using a lot of baseball analogies that I don't yeah. kind of understand. But it is that thing of, I think, you look at you look at PlayStation with Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, things that are breaking through. You look at Nintendo with Animal Crossing. Like I think these are games that are like getting headlines in a way that Xbox doesn't get headlines, right? Yeah, exactly. Xbox gets headlines for its platform and for its services and i think playstation nintendo and i'm this is broad brush and i'm sure there's a million examples going the other way uh playstation nintendo games get the headlines rather than what's happening with their platform or their services and mm-hmm. that is not coincidence that is by design and what phil spencer and the xbox game team are doing over there and as they build this xbox platform that will transcend different consoles and different things that's awesome but again 
how do you define that when you look at the year so far? Like, I, I really like Grounded, and I really like Minecraft Dungeons, and I'm really stoked for Flight Simulator. So I guess, yeah, it's an arguably great year. But I think it depends. As you, oh, Bussy doesn't want to talk about Xbox anymore, yeah, I understand. Fun, yeah. I think it just depends as you jump around uh, person to person how you would define that. Oh, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's You hate to see somebody I don't get it. I don't get just it. Why quit. Why is he so hostile like that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, I, I don't want a Popeye sandwich. I don't have time to go get a Popeye sandwich. I'll quit uh, just the like, show. Just be my friend. Just be my friend. You know what I mean? He doesn't want Kevin, there's no oh, one I trust more. You could tell me you have 15 minutes Kevin, right I'm now, and I bet we could get Popeyes and get back to my house. No problem. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I don't make I'm false estimates. We can also, go get Popeyes. That would take 40 minutes. We can go get Popeyes. Does Popeyes have a drive through yeah, uh, no. right? you know what? Certain ones no, do. No, no, that one, that one doesn't. Ne- neither of the, the ones, ones that are close to us do. Mm. But they do yeah. sell a bunch of shrimp, you know what I mean? Plus, I got another show to do after this, so it's not. I was going to say, that sucks. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. Because I was yeah. thinking tomorrow we could just, you know, we could do the show and then we could play hooky and do Popeyes in the backyard. Here's the thing. You know what I mean? Barrett, what is he doing? You know what I mean? I have no idea. Oh, he actually has sure. something on here. He's doing, oh, he's doing something with Bless. God damn it. We yeah, we're doing actually it, a, a thing in like 30 minutes. Um, no, 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 no. Tomorrow, where we play. Fuck. You I'm have to go talk one. about I'm some stupid one. anime yeah, cartoon. Let me guess. Okay, the so dog turns out to be a pumpkin in the end. You know, it's I've a wolf. seen it. It's a wolf. Tomorrow's pretty busy. Sucks. Don't look uh, at Saturday then, son. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm not doing shit on Saturday. That's all you guys. Are you not going to join me for any of my DC stuff? I don't know, man. It's my E3. It's, the, it's, it's my the, E3, I Kevin. know, and like, you know, that means a lot to you. All you need to do is pop in for your favorite DC movie. Pop in, Kevin. Maybe, no, like, Suicide Squad. Aquaman. I could, I could watch Aquaman. You don't want to do Black Adam. You don't want to see The Rock come out. Dwayne Johnson. You know they're just going to announce The, the Rock is no longer involved. It's no, be one of those sad things. <laughs> no. Like, oh, just heads up. he's out. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Oh, shit, fuck. We recorded this uh, panel. Why are we posting it? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I think uh, Xbox Game Studios this year has been pretty excellent. Uh, this month especially, like to the point of uh, Benjamin Barry who wrote in, right? Like, Flight Simulator, Battletoads, Grounded. You got to tell me why coming up, like. I uh Wasteland 3, right? Like in the Outer Worlds DLC. It it's been a dynamite season right now for Xbox and this is kind of what I what I uh wish we've seen from them all along. I know like of mm-hmm. course it's, it's it's asking too much to be asking for like this level of, you know, one thing after another consistently over over the course of 7 years during a console life cycle. Um but yeah, to your point, right? Like they don't have anything here that is necessarily transcendent across the board like fight simulator is getting 10 out of 10s which is really exciting but as i was saying yesterday uh, with gary Witta, right like that game is for people who like flight simulators like and of yeah. course more people are going to jump into it because it's a 10 out of 10 and because it's like this definitive flight simulator experience which i think is going to uh, attract more people but it's not like an animal crossing or like a last of us or like a mario odyssey where you know, Flight Simulator is going to appeal to, to a certain amount of people and not right. feel transcendent right. in that sort of way. And so, like, with I, I, we had this conversation recently about how Microsoft seems to be dealing a lot in the the AA space, even though I feel like AA is an incorrect way of putting it. Like, more so of a, of a niche space, I'll say, for their games, right? Like, you know, Battletoads, Battletoads, you can probably give more of an, a AA indie kind of uh, uh, 
designation, right? But yeah. Grounded is more for a specific audience. Minecraft Dungeons, specific audience. Gears Tactics, specific audience, right? Bleeding Edge is going to be for a specific audience. And I think I think that is a fine and even like a cool strategy to have as a first-party console manufacturer. Um, but that all kind of feeds back into the strategy of Game Pass and getting mm-hmm. people in... Mm-hmm funneling people into those experiences and giving people a wealth smaller experiences exactly the netflix of uh, the netflix of gaming right where you come in yeah. and there's yeah you're not playing something for what well i mean you could but you're usually not playing something for 100 hours you're playing 10 things for two hours or something like that yeah and so with that i think all that considered this year has been a uh, really great year for xbox one like i'd say it's been one of the better years for xbox one uh i think it, i think it could have been the best year of halo infinite I didn't get delayed but yeah like i still look back at years where we saw uh you know games like cuphead or games like i know a lot of people love gears 5 right like there's not necessarily been a game of that level that has come out for xbox xbox one this year that said i think it's been a a really great year for and i I mean for their services and what they're doing for sure yeah uh real quick while we've been live uh treyarch tweeted uh call of duty black ops cold war uh key art i guess and then the date august 26th 2020 so news incoming soon for that boom there you go now it's time to squad up nick writes in with a squad up on xbox and says i recently got back into warframe on xbox and after playing nearly a thousand hours over the last four years is that recently I don't know if you can say you recently got back into Warframe when you say you've played a thousand hours in the last four years. That sounds like you're a veteran. Um, it's probably well, he's a time- veteran, but he stopped for a while and now he's come back to it. Oh, okay. I see. I see what you're saying here. Um, it's probably time to have friends to play with. Also, after a curse research, I couldn't find the KF clan, so uh, that could be a cool thing to start, maybe. Anywho, it doesn't matter your skill level or knowledge of the game. I can help. I can help with it all. My gamer tag is Anthro Metal. And I'm online pretty much every weeknight from about 7 to 11 Central Standard Time and all day on the weekends. Again, you can add Nick on Xbox with the username Anthro Metal, all one word. That is A-N-T-H-R-O-M-E-T-A-L, all one word. Go play some, some Warframe. Warframe. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong. Let's see here. Mike writes in and says, I don't, I don't understand how you, got, how you don't get the difference between control running on next-gen systems via backwards compatibility versus it having built in versus, versus it having a built in having, have, versus it having a built for next-gen version. Control was, was a visual showcase. Uh, this seems like a lot of editorializing. Yeah, no, it did. I, I saw it earlier. I kind of edited it out the first because he was really mad in the first graph. But it, mm. so uh, it, there's a point. I don't, I don't understand how you see get, you don't get the difference between control running on next gen systems via backwards compatibility versus it having built in next gen new version. Control was and still is a virtual showcase for ray tracing on the PC. Backwards compatibility will not add ray tracing to the game. That will feature only ultimate. That will be a feature only for ultimate edition owners. That's the main reason why so many of us are, who bought the game on the season pass and the current gen, like me, are upset about this. Uh, we're looking forward to booting up the game uh, after we get our new consoles. Uh, for I don't me, know if Mike, said anything that contradicts that though? Well, if well, we talked a little bit about like it's the digital foundry like, what's thing. What does the next gen version look like? For me, and this is Mike. Clearly, you're super invested in control. I, I we're gonna sign off here in a second. I probably won't get the chance. Send me the link that talks about this because I'm on. I feel like you and I are on the same side of I don't of not understanding how the other doesn't understand it because. Hmm. You're talking about ray tracing being in the Control Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. Has that been confirmed anywhere? 
because I'm on the control introducing the Ultimate Edition FAQ and it mentions none of that. So I feel like you're making an assumption that's going to be in there. And what it's and my if you remember my point during this argument was we don't know how big of these differences are going to be because we haven't seen any of this stuff point blank. We haven't actually seen how these games are going to run. We haven't actually seen what the upgrades are going to include. We haven't seen any of those things. So that's the only thing as an answer to that I wanted to put in there of like I that very well could be a you're wrong thing again, but like it is also like I'm not I don't know what the PlayStation 5 version of control actually includes because they haven't said it to my knowledge. I googled around but I couldn't find it. Uh, Zyger writes in and says, regarding Bloodlines 2, the game was originally revealed in 2019 and was supposed to release in March of 2020, but it got delayed in October 2019 uh, to an unknown 2020 date. So the recent delay last week would be the game's second delay. Um, so there you go. That's more context. Zyger also says, hashtag give bless a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah. One day. You should do it. I really want to try it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. against it. I'm, I'm totally down. I love me a chicken sandwich. Uh... Let's see. Let's see. Stead Jonat writes in and says, Grounded IGN review. They go into it on the podcast Unlocked, but it boils down to you can buy it, so we should rate it. But the rating is now and will be and will be re-reviewed upon full release. So there you go. And that looks like it's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts are Greg and me back at it like a bad habit and of that's course what we do here this that's what we do here of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every week at, uh, at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>